Jesus. I thought Dan was going to say something there for a second. Did you? <laughs> he, he, he assured me he wasn't, but... Uh, if you did, sir, I know it would, it, would be, it would be good. It would be what Jesus wanted to share. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's so good to, you know, it's so good to pray. You know, we need, we need to pray, and uh, there's, there might not be anything more important than we do than, than, than pray and seek God. Um, you know, when we worship God, we, we lift up Jesus, and we, we get ourselves to start recognizing reality you know recognizing what is what is truly reality in this world um not the not the thing that's not quite reality that we that we sometimes live with or that's all around us and then as we as we get to that place we begin to we begin to see things differently we begin to we begin to experience the presence of god we be, we might begin to feel the presence of god and so what is that that makes you want to love him more and they, that makes you pray with faith that makes you believe when you're when you're saying something you're like no this is this is going to happen this, this is something that something is going on right now that there's there's something that's being released and so um thank you all for just taking time to pray and uh just going for it jesus said my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations and so i mean this building is in the house but we're the house it says, you know, that the people of God are being built. It said that right in First Peter last week that Ashley preached on. We're being built as living stones, a spiritual house uh, for the, the dwelling place of God to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices to, to Jesus. And so we're offering him a spiritual sacrifice. So I want to, we want to continue on. We're just, right now we're continuing to go through First Peter. And so we're in First Peter chapter 2. Uh, so if you want to turn there, First Peter chapter 2, and we're going to start in verse 11. Uh, and we're going to go through 17 today and talk about a few things here. This one's going to be a little bit different. <laughs> this, is not the, this is not the message that you, you, you get, get up and you have a fired up preacher and he just goes crazy over it and he's... he's He's burning with passion. This is more one of those times where, where the word speaks into your heart and, and you say, Oh, okay. Whoa. Might, might need to deal with that. So we'll, we'll see what happens here. So First Peter 2, starting in verse 11. Holy Spirit, we invite you to open the word of God, even as we're reading it right now. It says this, and I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. Dear friends... I urge you as strangers and exiles to abstain from sinful desires that wage against the soul. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, so that when they slander you as evildoers, they will observe your good works and will glorify God on the day he visits." Now get this one. This one's in the Bible, just it, and it applies to Texas too. Uh, submit to every human authority because of the Lord, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors as those sent out by him to punish those who do what is evil and to praise those who do what is good. 
Didn't know that word governor was in there, right? <laughs> Some of you are getting a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yep, that's in the Bible. <laughs> For it is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by what? By doing good. Submit as free people. Not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but as God's slaves, honor everyone. Love the brothers and sisters. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Wow. Can I skip that one and go to another one? Let's just go to the next section, right? That, that's one way. In the United States of America, some people don't even, some American Christians don't even know that's in the Bible, right? <laughs> we just, some of you are like, I just found out it was in the Bible right there. Um, here, here's, here's the context of this. Remember that, that Peter is writing to a, you know, this is during the Roman Empire. And he's writing to a bunch of people who have been scattered all over. They have been, they have been, a lot of them have been, because of persecution for their faith, they have been, they've had to flee. They've had to, they've had to leave their, their, their homes, their possessions, and they've had to flee for their lives, and they've been spread all over this empire. And so Peter is writing to them, and he's making kind of a, a, a dual application. Uh, he says, you're strangers and you're, you're exiles. And a, a more modern word that might help you understand what he's talking about, you're refugees. That's the idea here. Now, physically, many of them in the natural would have been, would have actually fallen in that category. They would have actually been a, you know, Roman Empire day Refugee. They, they fled for their lives. They had to leave their homes and they probably very, took very little with them or as little as possible. And they're in a new place. They're, they're trying to make it. They're trying to survive. But Peter is also making a spiritual application, I believe, that he's also saying, hey, guess what? This world is not your home. You are, you are a, you are a foreign alien to this world. The word there is can be translated alien the two words stranger and exile is you're you're an alien in this world not outer space <laughs> okay well some of you are but <laughs> some of you are kind of spacey but um you know the idea is this when you leave what is an what is an alien okay not science fiction alien what is an alien it's someone who is not in their own country, right? You're a foreigner. You, you, don't, you weren't born here. This is not your, your home, your birthplace, your place of residence. I mean, it could be your place of residence, but it's not where you're, you're from. And so he's saying as you, if you're a believer in Jesus, when you're in this world, you just have to realize this is not your country, this is not your home. This is not what you're going to be consumed with. This is not what's most important to you. Not right here. You're a refugee. Spiritual refugee. 
Now, you're also an ambassador. I mean, look, Peter's not laying everything out, but he's making a parallel, and he's displaying truth to them to say, to give them an idea, how am I supposed to live in this world? You're supposed to live as if you don't belong here. Since you don't belong here, you don't have to let what's going on here dictate your present or your future. That you are not to be consumed with everything that's going on on this earth from a worldly perspective. You are to be consumed with what is going on in your home country, which is the kingdom of heaven. Because you have been transferred, it says in the book of Colossians, if you're a believer in Jesus, you have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son, the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of God. So you've gone from one kingdom to another kingdom. And because you don't belong here, then you don't have to be consumed with everything that is going on in this world. Now Peter says, but look, because of that, there are things that are waging war against your soul. Because you don't belong here, there are desires that are going to try to make their way into you that want to wage war against who you really are. And so you have to stand firm. You have to, you have to wage war against these things. So not only are we foreigners in a world, but we're, we're in a spiritual battle. Now, we are not in a physical battle. In other words, I am not at war with the people around me, right? That is not my enemy. The, you know, let's, let's be honest. American Christians, we get confused, right? We, we get things flipped around. Sometimes, I know, I know I'm in West Texas, okay? Please, whoever, don't shoot me, okay? <laughs> Sometimes we're America first, American first, Christian second. Let's be honest, right? We're more concerned with our rights as an American than with our status as a son or daughter of the King of Kings. I'm not telling you how to vote. Not yet. That's later. No. <laughs> not going to go there. But we, if we have our priorities wrong, what happens? Our soul gets entangled with all kinds of stuff that doesn't need to be affecting us one way or the other. Our real enemy is, is what or whom? Satan and sin and death. Now Jesus, which of those enemies did he win a victory over? All. <laughs> all of them have been Defeated by Jesus. And so we are waging a war where you have a guaranteed victory. But you have to realize who you are and where you're from, or you can get entangled in the wrong battle. You can get, you can get tied up in something that's like, Jesus, like, that's, that's not what we're, we're, we're dealing with. We're, we're gonna go from this level up here, 
and it's going to come down and affect the lower level. The kingdom is above. Jesus is above. And what he is doing is meant to be released on earth as it is in heaven. And one of the ways we do that is we stand firm in our faith and we wage war against all this stuff that tries to move our souls out of a place into a sinful desire, whatever that may be. It may be a a place of self-preservation. You know, a lot of people almost, you know, all of us have been affected by fear in the past Six months or whatever, this whole new season that we've been in, right? We've been affected by fear, but it may have affected us in different ways. Some people are afraid that, you know, the government is going to take us over. And so we, we react out of what? We're really reacting out of fear. Some, of us, some people are afraid of, you know, dying, getting sick. And so they're reacting out of fear. All of it is, is based on my, I am reacting the wrong way to my present situation, and I'm not dealing with the issue. The issue is, I'm afraid, and I don't know what's going to happen. Some people get angry when they're afraid, right? Some people react to fear by just getting angry at somebody else, because that's how they deal with fear. Some people just hide away, you know? They get afraid, and they're like... I'm, I'm going away, and I'm not even talking about just like physically isolating yourselves, but like relationally isolating yourself, like pushing people that are that love you, that are close to you. You react for fear. You you push them away, and because there's there's a war going on that wants to separate you from everything that's good. And so Peter says, "Look, you've got to stand firm. You don't belong here. This this is not your home." If your home, if, if this world totally changes, your home is not changed. If everything is upside down and it doesn't go back to the way it was, your home has been unchanged. My status in heaven has not changed. My standing in front of Father God has not changed. My future and my hope have not changed. My destiny has not changed. Who I'm called to be has not changed. My mission has not changed. What God has placed in my life has not changed. Nothing has changed in terms of the kingdom. And so Peter, look, he's writing to a people. They were going through the ringer. They were going through the fire. They were going through trials. You know, they were going through persecution. They were, they literally were running from death. And in the middle of this, he says, look, live an honorable life. Live with honor towards other people. Why? So you can just follow all the rules and do it? No, so that they see. So there's a representation of who God is. It says, look, they will observe your good works and they will glorify God on the day he visits. See, it's not about you. It's not about you. If it was just about you, and I've said this a hundred times, but I'll say it again. If it was just about you, once you got saved, God would take you to heaven. 
Because as good as we can have it on earth, as good as it is to raise kids and have an, you know, be married and have a, friends and maybe if we ever get to go on vacations again or whatever, visit Disneyland or whatever, you know, as amazing as all those things are, when we get to heaven, we're not going to want to come back. If heaven is heaven, then we'll never want to come back to earth. Doesn't matter what the best thing is on earth. We'll be, you know, it's like, we're like, would, would you do anything to go back? No, I'm not going back. Since my wife's not in here, I'll share this. <laughs> BBS for five straight weeks. Five straight weeks, I'm out of... No one, nobody controlling me. Okay. <laughs> so really, this is really funny, and this maybe this should be saved for Edie's service on Saturday. But you know, it was funny. One of the things that Edie actually specifically said, uh, and she she was semi joking, but she wasn't joking. But for years, she always told Ashley, "If I die, don't you dare pray for me. Don't don't you try to raise me from the dead." <laughs> I mean, she was serious. She's like, and she was only concerned about Ashley praying. She wasn't concerned about me, (laughs) if that tells you anything. (laughs) She recognized the anointing on Ashley and the calling on her life said, no, you don't pray for me. (laughs) But why would she say that? Because she knew that heaven is real and that is better than anything here. And that if I die... To live is Christ, and to die is what? Gain. You know, we, you know, Peter is trying to get their focus, to get them focused on the right thing. Hey, you're still living here. You look, you're not dead. And, you know, you've been sent out, and you're, you're in a place of, that you didn't expect to be in. But guess what? You're going to live honorably. You're going to live with, with the grace of God in your life. And you're going to honor people, and you're going to love them, and you're going to bless them. And it's going to be a representation to bring people to recognize who God is. And then Peter goes even farther. And he says, submit to every human authority. Now, the word authority there is more like institution. It's not like the word that when Jesus says, I give you all authority on heaven and on earth. It's a different Greek word. So it's more like, you know, the human institutions, the things that are here, you're to submit to them. As a believer in Jesus. The only time we are called to not submit to them is when they directly violate the word of God. What did Peter and John say when they stood before the the religious people, who are really the political people too, um, of their day, the, the, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin? And they said, stop talking to people about Jesus. They said, you can't say that name anymore. You can't preach anymore. And they said, same guy that wrote this book, okay? We must obey God rather than man. The only time we need to violate, you know, go beyond this scripture, in other words, where it doesn't apply to us, is when there's a higher calling in the scriptures. The scripture says, no, you preach the gospel. When the government starts saying you can't preach the gospel... That's when you say, I'm not doing that. 
If it's not stopping you from preaching the gospel, if you can still preach the gospel, then go ahead and submit. Because it's about the gospel. That's what Peter is trying to get at, part of what he's trying to get here. Look, live your life so that they see something different. All these little rules and regulations, those don't matter. I know that's not the Republican thing to say. (laughs) If they told us, this is where you're going, I knew he was from California, it was going to come out, right? (laughs) If they told us we couldn't have guns... Does that stop me from preaching the gospel? Ah! Doesn't that one hurt? I'm sorry. Delete that off the video. <laughs> no, but we sometimes have to just deal with these issues. Like, is that more important? I'm not saying we can't f- fight for rights or vote for rights. We're, you know, vote, do all the stuff you need to do. Make your, make your stance known. But make sure it's not above living out the gospel of Jesus because the gospel is first. If you have the right priority, you can, you can deal with all those issues, but it has to come first with my goal is to get the good news of Jesus out. My goal is to live the gospel. My goal is to multiply the gospel in my family and allow them to multiply it in everybody that they have a relationship with. Allow the gospel to take root in my heart and grow and change me and transform me first. There's a whole lot of Christians that don't have any kind of rights around the world, but they're living the gospel of Jesus. So I have to be careful. Do I get, I get my priorities out of, out of whack, right? And that's what Peter is doing. He's saying, look, suffering will do that too. When you're going through a hard time, you, what's important will rise to the surface. You know, all the things that don't really matter, you know, when you're going through a trial or you're going through the fire, Right? You know, there's some things that's like, who cares? That doesn't really matter. I'm, this is what matters here. And that's what Peter, he's writing to a group of people and saying, look, submit to them. Those who do what is evil, you know, oh, see, for it is God's will, 15, that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by what? By doing good. Submit as free people. In other words, Because you are free in Jesus, you can submit yourself to other things and know you're not enslaved to them. It's actually, you know, to be able to submit to something that you don't like, because you're free in Jesus, you have the freedom to do that. You're like, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting myself under someone else's control. I'm putting myself under the control of Jesus. I'm putting myself under the Lordship of Jesus. And of course, when something comes that says, you're going to move me out of the Lordship of Jesus, I have to go to the higher calling. I have to go to the higher law, so to speak. The law of the kingdom of God. In other words, I'm, you know, Jesus is Lord of my life, and so I'm submitting to his Lordship. Do you know who the emperor was when Peter wrote this? Nero. You ever heard of Nero? He's like the worst Roman emperor there was. Like he was like having all the Christians killed and putting them in the games and the, in the lion's den or the, the arenas with the lions and they watch them tear up people just for fun. 
Crazy, huh? I mean, he's the one that like burned down Rome, supposedly, and you know, was playing the violin while it burned and all this stuff. I mean, what, probably one of the worst, most evil rulers on earth. And Peter's like, honor that dude. Really? He didn't say follow him. He didn't say do what he did. He didn't say you have to, you know, like what he says. But he did say honor him. So no matter who wins our presidential election, guess what? We honor them. It's guaranteed in this next election that about 50% of the country is going to be unhappy. Right? It's been pretty split, pretty close. Around 50% of people are going to be upset. But the believers in Jesus, we get to honor whoever wins. Because we're called to honor everyone. Isn't it interesting? Who wants to help with VBS next week? <laughs> who wants to help right now? I told you, the, the, but the word, this is what the word says. I mean, if you can prove to me that this is not what this is, the Bible is saying, it's speaking to me too. I don't want to preach this. This doesn't make me more popular with you all. You know, like, Pastor John, that was so awesome, man. I just was really wanting to hear that. Um, but it's in the word, right? We honor, we get to honor everyone. We live a life of honor. And it's so easy to slip out of honor. Look, we don't even have to like it. it God didn't say you have to like honor. He just said, go ahead and do it. <laughs> Isn't it interesting there at the end? He says, honor everyone. And then at the end, he says, honor the emperor. In case you were just leaving one of them out. <laughs> so in case you're leaving somebody out, if there's somebody in your life that you've left out when God says, honor everyone, he, he wants to put their name at the end of the verse there. Including this person. Why? Because it's about him, right? It's for him. To live as Christ and to die as gain. If, you lo- if we lose everything in this life, but we gain Jesus in heaven, we win. It's a perspective change. It's a, it's a change of of. of the way we view life. And it's interesting here that in verse 16, it says this, you know, Submit as free people, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. In other words, you, your freedom doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want. I mean, in the United States, we sometimes think that's what that means, right? I'm free. I can do whatever I want. I have a right to do everything. <laughs> Well, if you're a follower of Jesus, you've submitted your freedom to Jesus. And you're not to use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. In other words, you're, I'm not free to do whatever I want. I'm not free to say whatever I want. Ouch. I, I have First Amendment rights, but I have a kingdom amendment that says, I'm going to speak the truth in love. 
So if I'm not speaking the truth in love, then it doesn't matter what amendment there is on earth, I'm violating an amendment from heaven. But as God's slaves, honor everyone. Looks like we'll talk about this next week a little bit, but this is not where the Bible is lifting up slavery or authorizing slavery or anything. But they were, he was giving a picture, and they had, they had slavery in the Roman Empire. There's a whole system about it. But Peter says, look, you're God's slaves. You're his child too. <laughs> but he emphasizes, look, Jesus is your master. He's Lord. He's, he's the supreme ruler of your life. If he says to do something that you don't want to do, guess what? He's right. He's good. We know from the rest of the Bible that he's good. That's why you, you can only truly surrender your life as a slave to someone who's really good. We can only be slaves of God because he can be fully trusted with all of our life. Because he can be fully trusted, then I could submit to him as master and say, whatever you say, God, whatever you say, I want to do it. I'm going to do it. Whether it makes sense or not, whether it looks like it's right or not, whether it goes with my perspective of life, if you said it, then I'm going to follow it because I know that if I follow you, I'm going to be in the right place. It's going to be good. You'll notice I'm allowing you to make your own application. (laughs) We could get way out in the weeds if I get specific about things, right? Arguing over all these different things that people argue over right now. Isn't there some scripture that says don't get involved in foolish arguments? Probably eliminates most of social media, you know. It's like, <laughs> oh my goodness, right? Uh, I want to I go with the word. I'm not saying that I want to, but I wanna go, I'm going to go with the word. I've got to go with the word of God. I've got to go with the truth of Jesus. And I've got to let that shape who I am, how I live, how I speak, what I fight for or what I fight against. But I allow you to make the application. What is God saying in your heart? What does God point out in your heart? He's like, it might have nothing to do with all the stuff that's gone on recently. It may be some, some other issue right now that God's saying, hey, look. This thing is, you know, there's an issue of honor over here that you need to deal with. You, when you talk about that person, you're always dishonoring them. And the Lord wants to, he wants to just correct that. He wants to deal with that today. He says, we're going we're gonna to deal with some of these issues in your life. Let's just close our eyes right now where we're at. We're not, not, not even going to have you stand up today. We're just going to say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, search my heart. Show me any area where I'm walking in dishonor.
So, Father, we, we repent for those of us where you've revealed us. Lord, we repent of dishonoring someone else for our own selfish reasons, maybe, for our own ignorance, whatever it may be, Lord. We just we repent of that. And we choose to, first of all, honor you as Lord of our lives. That you're, you're the master of my life. And we choose to, to allow you to work on our hearts so that as we honor those around us, God, that we can begin to not just do it out of duty, but we begin to have the same heart that you have. We begin to be changed and transformed to, to look like Jesus. So that what if, what if it's just for one person, Lord? What if it's just for one person that they'll see our life and they'll, they'll worship God? They'll give glory to Jesus because they, they've watched our life. They've watched our, our mouth. They've heard the way we talk about other people and about situations, God, that they, they see that we live by a principle of, of honor. Teach us how to live as exiles. Teach us how to live as exiles in this world that we won't be so tied to what's going on here that we don't live first for what's going on in heaven and what's going to count for eternity. Well, we just open our hearts to you, God. Thank you for for releasing... Lord, just just freedom in our hearts. God, we know that we're free, but Lord, the freer we are, we'll be free to live in this world and not be not be constrained by what's going on around us on earth. Lord, we'll be living, being uh, filled with what's going on in heaven. In Jesus' name, Amen. You know, there's a great, uh, I want to close with this thought before you go. Uh, then I'm going to bring our leaders up to, to pray, pray if you want prayer. Uh, you know, a great resource to see how somebody lived as an exile is the book of Daniel. Okay? You ever heard of Daniel in the Lions, Danny? Yeah, everybody heard that? Okay, so Daniel is a book where all the the people from the nation of Israel or the land of, of, of Judah at the time, they were, they were taken as exiles into Babylon. And so you have Daniel and you've got his three friends, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that you may have heard of, um, who have all these interactions as exiles. And so it's a, it's a great, if you read it from that perspective, say, okay, Daniel is living in a country that's not his own. How did he live? How did he influence people? How did he interact with them? Look, look how Daniel honors ridiculous rulers like Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar is like, he's crazy. One, one time he's like, everybody's going to worship Daniel's God. And then the next day, he builds a 90-foot statue and says, we're going to worship this because it looks like me. I mean, he's, he's like, woo, 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 all around. Might remind you of someone. But um, so it's like, you know, and God was using Nebuchadnezzar 
uh, as imperfect as he was, it doesn't mean God didn't put him in place and it was using him. But if you just look, read the book from that perspective, you'll see how to live as an exile in a foreign country, yet still live with integrity and influence. And so I encourage you to do that. If you've never, I want to invite some of my leaders to come up. We're going to, we're going to have some of our leaders up here on, on each side. If you, st- if you have never given your heart to Jesus, we're going to do this every week now, and I'm saying it loud, loud. We're going to do this every week. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, and you would like to make Jesus the master and Lord of your life, come up and talk to one of these two or myself uh, after service, and let us pray with you. If you have any other prayer need, if you need healing in your body and we didn't get to pray for you earlier for, for whatever reason, uh, or you just didn't think about a prayer need that you had, um, then come on up. We're going we're gonna to just have time, time to pray. If you need to go, if you're, you know, just interact and greet one another if you're comfortable with that. But if you need to respond, we encourage you to come on up and receive prayer before you leave. So that's all for now. So you are dismissed if you'd like to go. And if you need prayer, come forward.